Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. From the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every Every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, awesome to be here with you on the BetQL Network. Every game here, Game 7, no hot take BS on this show. We bring you the bets, and we bring you the sports. And we're coming to you live today from all the usual spots. That's the Odyssey app. That's the BetQL app. We'll be simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We're on YouTube at youtube.com backslash odyssey sports we are on twitch at twitch.tv backslash betql and we're heard on radio stations nationwide including satellite radio sirius 160 and xm 205 as ken and i are here we're bringing you the wagertainment talking all things sports betting proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks the great people at betmgm we want you to download the betmgm app and visit betmgm.com and we want you to do that on this T3, we got three words, and they all start with the letter T. Terrific Football Tuesday. Terrific Football Tuesday. November 28th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Less than a month until Christmas, which is pretty awesome. Absolutely can't wait for that. Our show on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos. Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper. Feeling better today? Because he's on X, at Locky Lockers. That's how it works. And on this tr- yeah, then take X and you feel, feel good, better. Take more X. And, and, yep. then, and, then, and then when it wears off, you feel bad. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and your mouth's probably really dry. And Not that I would know from experience. Yeah. <laughs> and we're on again tomorrow. Uh, and on this terrific Football Tuesday, we will bring you four phenomenal guests. 
Uh, Matt Moore will join us on the show today. We're going to talk all things NBA, state of the NBA with our guy Matt Moore from the Action Network, one of the absolute best in the business, one of our favorite guests in the history of You Better You Bet. Matt Moore will join us one hour from now to kick off our Tuesday on Stadium. We'll also be joined by the whale capper Drew Dinsick. Normally joins us on Mondays. We'll have him on today, though. We'll talk some NBA with Drew. Also get his early thoughts on Week 13 in the NFL. To start the Power Hour today, one of the biggest names in sports media, our friend Big Cat, uh, Dan Katz from Barstool Sports of the you know, insanely popular Pardon My Take podcast. Big Cat will join us at 6 o'clock Eastern. Been a couple seasons since we had Big Cat on the show. You know Barstool Sportsbook. We're sponsored by BetMGM. <laughs> that old chestnut. But Do now, obviously, you know, Big, Big Cat's right. free to come yeah. on with us, which is really great. Mm-hmm. Big Cat's been good to us over the years. We're very excited to welcome our friend Barstool Big Cat Dan Katz to the show coming up at 6 o'clock Eastern time. And then we'll talk the Hero World Challenge after Big Cat with our friend Jason Sobel from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio giving us golf bets for the weekend here on You Better You Bet. We could have done that. Could have been like from, from Big Cat to Tiger. Oh, that's not bad. It's pretty good, right? Because people call Tiger sometimes the big cat, right? They do. They call them some other stuff, too, sometimes. Yes, (laughs) a a lot of other things. But yeah, it's like, you know what? There's there's a, another joke. Yep. I, you know what? I'm just going to move on here because yeah. I have a really good joke. And I don't what know else if it's we got? Not, so I won't tell it. <laughs> right. oh, we got, well, we got <laughs> so, lots going on. Oh, uh, so much stuff. Yeah, I haven't about, even done the plus yet. Think yeah. about how many times this season, and, you know, it's all it's always great to do it because it's great and it's the best thing. It's my favorite thing, at least. How many times have we celebrated football on the show thus far? This football season, this summer. This past spring with the NFL draft and free agency and the schedule reveal. Today on the show, we will take the opportunity a little bit more. Actually, I think like today is actually like the actual one month anniversary of the NBA season starting, even though like the dates aren't synced up. It's basically like four weeks ago today. The NBA returned to our lives. Today on You Better You Bet, we celebrate football. I'm just kidding. We'll, we'll celebrate basketball well, on the both. show today. And very much Cele- well. Celebrating a ton was, of football too, by the way. Thought, thought yeah, that, was, right. thought that was a good opportunity just to throw that joke in. But yes, we will celebrate basketball on the show today. We're a little bit more than a month into the season. We'll take the temperature of the NBA title market. We'll talk NBA most valuable player. We got a lot to get to with the NBA in-season tournament coming up tonight. A lot of games coming up. A lot of fun storylines going on right now in the association. Like, like the Orlando Magic just beat the Celtics and the Nuggets this week. They're 12-5. and five. Are the Magic for real? Plus 260 to win their own division. Who's going to win the NBA championship? Like, we got a lot to talk to about the NBA today, both with Matt Moore, Ken, and myself. We'll bandy a lot of it around. We are excited today on You Better You Bet to celebrate basketball. And then, you know, we'll celebrate football also. Because it's Tuesday, and that means it's day two of Lochmas and Santa Locky, uh, Ken Barkley, going to tell us how to bet the Heisman Trophy as we approach Conference Championship Weekend in the great sport of college football where it feels like there's only three names that can win the Heisman Trophy. Which one should you bet on? Uh, Ken Barkley's going to tell you as we move along in the program. And we will finish our handicap, obviously, of Week 13 in the National Football League with P-squared, B-squared. We got to talk the Chiefs and the Packers on Sunday Night Football. We got to talk the Bengals and the Jaguars on Monday Night Football. Here, here, Here's that, by the way. Tease Jacksonville, bet the ja- whatever, and just like enjoy month, next Monday night. I think that will, that will be really great. And then, uh... Maybe the NFC Championship game preview in Philadelphia with the Eagles and the 49ers. Even more interesting market movements on that game today with San Francisco at Philly. Very exciting to discuss. And in the final segments of the show of the Power Hour, the final hour of the program, our bets for tonight in the National Hockey League. Bets of Steel. 
and best of the best in the NBA. We're locked and loaded, Ken. Terrific football slash basketball Tuesday. How's it going? Yeah, good. Celebrating a lot of stuff. Uh, Celebrating an absolutely miserable football game last night too, which we didn't, we haven't alluded to yet. Uh, Vikings bears. I actually, usually this is your area of expertise, like sitting through games like this where you just go, this is like, great. It's close at the end. Also, this is awful. Also, this is a terrible experience. Uh, But because of the way the sports schedule worked last night, like the hockey games were all blowouts and there weren't very many of them. Um, and a couple of the, you know, the good ones were later actually in terms of competitiveness, the, uh, the NBA games were just, just awful. I mean, like the worst slate of games you could possibly bet. Great. There were upsets. Also, those were unwatchable. Um, and so what it ended up happening is I just go, I'm going to stick it out with Vikings bears. I'm just going to see what happens here. Cause like, what else am I going to watch? Like what else is there's nothing on Sixers are beating the Lakers by 900 points. LeBron wants to play for a new team apparently. And, uh, and just, there's just nothing else. So I sat through the game, like, yeah, the ending, which we can talk about. Fantastic. But, uh, but as a game, oof, just like a tough watch the entire time. And really like, I found it very surprising. Maybe I shouldn't have found it surprising maybe because of how these teams are playing right now. But uh, I expected a little bit different than what we got last night. Well, I I'm not surprised by the effort we got from the bears, which was, they looked surprisingly competent throughout the game because like, they're actually like not a bad team. Like they actually have some talent on both sides of the ball, but uh, they just like, aren't good. And they foul up in the big moments. Uh, to me, the story was it was much less about Chicago. I think the Bears gave you like exactly the effort that I would expect from Chicago. Uh, I look at it as Minnesota was actually so bad last night that the Bears were trying desperately to do the thing they do where they lose every single game at the very end, despite maybe like should win the game like we saw last week against the Detroit Lions, where the Bears were desperately trying to lose the game, and the Vikings and Josh Dobbs were actually so bad that the Bears managed to do something they never do in the Eberlose-Fields era, which is to, you know, win. So for me, that that was so much more, Ken, about the Minnesota Vikings being so inept than it was about. The Bears were dying to lose that game. And the Vikings said, you know what? We'd like to lose more than you guys today. You sure. guys can have this one. That that was for me. I couldn't believe how bad the Vikings offense played last night. And like I know like Josh Dobbs was never as good as he had been. He was never going to be that. He's never been that in his career. But I mean, that was like he he's Mac Jones meets Zach Wilson meets Tim Boyle last night. That's one of the worst quarterback games. That's like the Josh Freeman game when he played for the Vikings against the Giants like a decade ago on Monday Night Football. That's as bad as it gets. It was really bad. Yeah, I mean, if you're ranking like most surprising things, his performance despite what he had been at previous stops is probably top of the list. I just meant like, the, I mean, the Bears, like you'd be like, it's it's exactly what you expected. I mean, they scored 12 points. They kicked a field goal at the end of the game. They had nine points, 59 minutes into the game. Like I, I expected a little different than that. Like just as from just what type of game it was going to be. The total in the game didn't close 22. You know, I mean, it closed much higher than that. I thought it was going to be a slightly different game. But uh, yeah, just the sheer number of turnovers. I just, there were some things the Bears did that I expect. The past, it, for people who have not seen the pass chart for Justin Fields, is like the attempt chart where it's like where every pass went. It is, it kind of looks like a butterfly if you look at it the right way, because it's basically just two giant like blobs located on each side of him at the line of scrimmage, connected by like a narrow band. <laughs> it's like actually kind of like a bow tie. He's got like a little bow tie of a passing chart where it's like, ah, two yards behind the line of scrimmage, two yards in front of it, two yards behind it, two yards in front of it. Like literally never threw the ball downfield once. So there was, you're right, there were some things we expected. But this Dobbs thing, and 
I know we sound like a broken record. Sometimes I definitely do. We do too many shows. I'm going to sound like a broken record all the time. But just like really to again say, because I think people forget. I really do. Like the week to week nature of the NFL and how long the season. Dobbs was the MVP two weeks ago. I mean, the guy you could, couldn't do anything wrong. America's we, quarterback. We had we had to have a conversation about whether he was going to win comeback player of the year, despite the fact it made no sense and how it was reasonable because everyone loved him so much, despite the fact that it made no sense. That's how much everybody was into this. And they were, they were America's team. We loved it when they, because we bet it when they beat the saints in that game. And just like, yeah, two weeks later, O'Connell's talking after the game about like, need to reconsider who the quarterback might be. Now he doesn't have to make a change, but just the fact that like, that's what the press conference is about. And it's just so funny because you go to you go to comeback player of the year. He was four to one. Then they lose this game 12 to 10. Now he's 75. To, whoops. I guess he's not going to win. Guess that's how it goes. I just, uh, again, like a, yet another example. And I mean, just the NFC North. Like, oh, like the Vikings, they're, they're this feisty playoff team. Actually, now the Packers might win the division. Actually, that's like what might happen, which is just, again, it's just so damn long. <laughs> it's just, it's so long that so many things can happen. I have to remind myself of that. Sometimes when we make like proclamations on the show, I just, it's crazy. And like last night, again, concludes like another like two week mini season, this time for the Vikings. And it's really negative and things aren't going well. And Dobbs isn't really doing that well at quarterback and they might not make the playoffs anymore. Like that's where we are now. And it's crazy to think about that. And, and like and Seattle obviously mired in a potential like a like losing streak obviously with Dallas coming up uh, in in a couple nights here. Dallas who's on a winning six, streak. The six right. seven yeah. in the NFC is all of a sudden like the Packers and the Rams got to feel like they have new leases on life with the way like things have turned out for them the last couple sure. weeks. Obviously with the with the performances of the teams ahead of them with the Vikings well, you got losing, coach the, of the year. losing. Everybody lost. Everybody Except lost. Sean Payton <laughs> and, and and Shane Steichen. Yeah. And I, said, I don't and, have any. I don't have any money on Shane Steichen, so I can't. And, I can't and do that. Hey, hey, with him. Brian and, he, he won too. That's true. He did, he I don't even know he was supposed to win, and he won. <laughs> that was, well, well, I'm happy. I'm happy that they did for our bet. Actually, I guess they could have lost by lost by three or whatever. Um, we'll debut like a new version of He's a Slap coming up in a moment, but I think we need to touch on some some other news that involves not a current NFC North quarterback, but maybe the best quarterback in the history of that, that division, the NFC North, since it's been around only for 20 years or so. And that is uh, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, who's now with the Jets, torn Achilles, week one, four plays into the season, obviously. And there had been a lot of conversation, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers is going to come back at some point this regular season, um, provided that he's healthy and the team's in playoff contention. Um, well, Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee's show on Tuesdays, as he always is, because they pay him a ton of money. Just, hey, Pat. If you'd like to pay me money, I will also go on your show every Tuesday gladly. Absolutely gladly. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers goes on a show and says, you know, if I come back this year, it'll be not only my health will determine it, but also if the Jets are in playoff contention. I think, Ken, you and I had the same reaction to that. And I think, look, anything can happen. He come back and play this week. Who the hell knows? Just like you hear that. And that signals that he ain't coming back till next year. That Aaron Rodgers will see it, see you in 2024, everybody. Because this team's not going to be in playoff contention by the time he's ready to come back. Um, so I think we've seen the last of Aaron Rodgers this year. Unfortunately, Ken, I think probably eliminates him from the comeback player of the year market. Not definitely, but I'm guessing that you and I are probably thinking the same way about this. Yeah, I mean, you just, you're just making your best guess, right? That's what, that's what so much of this stuff is. Can be wrong, can be right. But, like, you're just making your best guess. 
it's it, you, it's a struggle to listen to that clip and not come away with any other opinion than just this is doesn't seem like it's going to happen and uh and yeah so look there are no markets that are really affected by we'll do comeback player of the year in a second no markets that are really affected by this the jets are extremely unlike almost unbettable unlikely to make the playoffs already um so yeah no no need to put any money in there um their market for this week's game would not be impacted because we knew Boyle was going to start the jets are not alive for anything important or interesting this year uh it's really just like rogers we remove another candidate from comeback player they removed josh dobbs now we're removing aaron Rodgers. and i think the story of this market this year has honestly been like we've been you know, I, well, I'll speak for myself. Like I've been searching for players who I thought could like create an interesting conversation versus Demar Hamlin. I've been searching for players that I thought could do that. And the story of this year has been that every single one of them has fizzled so far that we don't have any, we don't have anyone that's worth having a conversation about with one exception. And it's going to be Russell Wilson. And this is already starting. And you, I've seen it in a ton of places. I'm not even doing the talking. I'm just doing the listening. I see it in places. And there's kind of an argument going on right now a little bit. How can he win? DeMar Hamlin's story is so much crazier. That's happening. But Russell Wilson could also lose to Houston this week. And if that happens, then he fizzles. And there's just no one left and Hamlin wins. Like, that's really, like, very reasonable. That's, like, the way it's, it may end up going this year. With Rodgers now, obviously, very unlikely to play. Dobbs loses a couple games. Uh, there just aren't a lot of compelling P, uh, players in, the, in that market right now. Uh, someone who's who's bet on Russell Wilson comeback player of the year. I got four words. Broncos country. Let's ride. USOBs. Let's effing ride to a win on Sunday, please, on the road in Houston. All right, on the other side, we will begin to celebrate basketball. We'll talk some NBA on the show, the NBA title market. But we'll start off with a new version that I'm debuting. We'll try it out of He's a Slap, holding accountable the losers week 12 in the NFL. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. All right, we got a lot to do today. We're just getting started. Terrific Football Tuesday, Terrific Basketball Tuesday. Nick, Ken, and you here on the BetQL Network. Uh, we're going to have four great guests join us over the course of the program. Matt Moore coming up at 4 o'clock Eastern. Drew Densick, the whale capper at 5.20 p.m. Eastern time. Barstool Big Cat, Dan Katz, coming up to start the Power Hour at 6 Eastern, and then Jason Sobel at 6.20 p.m. Eastern time. Coming up later this segment, we will begin to celebrate basketball. One month into the NBA season, we'll take the temperature of what's happening this year in the NBA, the NBA title market. Maybe we'll get into some division prices. We'll talk MVP. We'll get Ken Barkley. Ken Barkley literally watches every game. Every NBA game. We'll get Ken's take on everything going on in the association. Looking forward to that. P-squared, B-squared as we move along for week 13 in the NFL. And day two of Lochmas, Santa, a.k.a. Ken Barkley, going to tell us how to bet the Heisman Trophy head of conference championship weekend in college football. But look, I've been getting a lot of notes recently, and I appreciate them from people. Hey, like, when's, when's he's a slap coming back? To be honest with everybody, you know, since the show moved from, um, what were we on? How would we even, like, describe the show pre-terrestrial? Like, what were we on? We were, like, a digital streaming show. Like that? <laughs> that's, like, that's, like, just, like, pick, that's like, a, a couple that sounds like what happens where together. Pe <laughs> people, people hear digital stuff. Oh, you live in your mom's basement. Oh, yeah, right? Oh, yes, yes, at the intersection digital, of digital, digital streaming. streaming. Digital yes, streaming. Yes, okay. Exactly. I got it. Yeah, I'm sure that um, breaks just around the corner. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-terrestrial uh, pre radio. Well, to be fair, like, yeah. Digital streaming. You're right. Uh, I just hear like the the, the like the, the the Skype chime in my nightmares, and I hear it right. Dun yep. dun 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 dun. Uh, since you know we moved to terrestrial radio, and we couldn't uh, 
Can't curse on the air anymore. The segment used to be called something different, which I can't say on the air now. I kind of felt like it had kind of lost its luster a little bit because you can't curse anymore. I couldn't do like my full on rant. So we're going to try something a little different here because you, the people, have demanded. I got a lot of notes. Say, hey, when's he's a slap coming back? We're going to try it out here now. And the, the, the new format will be quick, like maybe like 15 to 30 seconds, one slap from each game. Doesn't have to be necessarily someone who cost me a bet. Someone who cost you a bet. Who was the slap from this game? Could be a player, could be a coach, could be someone else. Let's try this out here. The new iteration of He's a Slap. Kenny, hit the music. I also think that we're going to need, like, new music for this. It's totally fine for today. Yeah. Well, what, what do you want to use? Do you want to use something else right now? I think I maybe want to use, like, the Prop King music. Like, just the bed, not the whole oh. thing. I think it's very, oh, I think it's you, very funny. Well, because you love the pregnant pauses during that song. They're so great. <laughs> the pregnant really pauses like... during that song are, like, legendary. The royal, even. It's yeah. really, it's really outstanding. All right. <laughs> the music just, I mean, it's, it's perfect. One, and it's just one of these, like, accidental things that you stumble upon. There's no idea that it was going to be that. And it's been really great. All right. So here's, here's, we got it. All right. So it'll be a, one slap from each game. Let's start on uh, Thanksgiving with the Lions and the Packers, where the slap from the game was obviously Jared Goff, where I was making a case in my BetMGM video, the Board of Spreads video, well, you know, the the Lions can't possibly lose again because Jared Goff can't possibly turn the ball over a million times again like he did against the Bears. What an idiot I was. And we did say, like, hey, if you like the Packers in the game, just bet the over because a Green Bay's going to have to score, and they did. Too bad the Lions couldn't get the job done because Jared Goff was too busy putting the ball on the turf with his baby hands and his terrible decision-making. Jared Goff, too much time with his supermodel, swimsuit model wife. Not enough time studying the film. Also, if I were him, I would have done the same thing. Still cost me money, though. Jared Goff, slap number one. We'll go to the Cowboys and the Commanders, the sandwich game on Thanksgiving. You know what the slap is in this game? You bet on the Commanders, it's you. You idiot. Why would you bet on the Commanders going up against the Cowboys in Dallas where they buzzsaw bad teams? You think the Commanders are good? Honestly, you're the dope. Is Sam Howell the moron? No. Is Ron Rivera the moron? Maybe. Is Jack Del Rio the moron? Depending on your political viewpoint, definitely. But the moron here is you because you bet the Commanders. We told you not to. If you did, the slap is you. This one's on you, buddy. Niners and the Seahawks on Thanksgiving night. The slap is Kenneth Walker because he didn't play in the game. Kenneth Walker nursing an injury. Hey, Ken, some of us have to make the fantasy football playoffs, buddy. Get your ass back in the lineup. Get some Toradol and get on the field on a short week, Ken. Run. Don't walk back to the lineup, Kenneth Walker. Also, we are uh, we are sympathizing with someone who's actually injured. Also, I'd like to win my fantasy matchups. Get back on the field, Ken. Jets and the Dolphins. The slap could be you if you bet the Jets, but I'm going to make the slap here. Joe Douglas, the Jets general manager. Everyone wants to toss the vitriol, the venom, at Jets head coach Robert Sala. And yes, he's dead coach walking. Yes, he looks like a zombie on the sideline. Yes, the Jets fans hate him. How about your stupid general manager who decided going into the year that he had to give Zach Wilson another chance and then declined to bring another quarterback in after Aaron Rodgers went down? I mean, really? Like this level of commitment to Zach Wilson. Look what the Niners did. They admitted it with Trey Lance. They, they, cut, they, they traded Trey Lance for a song to the Dallas Cowboys, but the Jets are still rolling Zach Wilson out basically into Thanksgiving. What a stupid team. Joe Douglas should lose his job. Slap. 
Also, thanks, because I won money on Miami. We'll move to Sunday slate with the Jaguars and the Texans. By the way, I, I love how I forgot to give this part out of the handicap, and as the game was going on, I was texting my buddies because we had some parlays tied in with the Jaguars. Like, Matt, the, uh, the, the Texans kicker was Matt Amendola with two M's. When, when they trotted his sorry ass out there to try and tie the game from 80 yards, I was like, if he makes this kick, I'll eat my shoe. This guy absolutely stinks. They should take the M out and replace it with an L. Almondola for loser. Or Asmondola for slap. Loser. Matt Amendola. Absolute slap. Matt Amendola. Your slap for the Steelers and the Bengals? Yeah, like he, he got fired. Doesn't matter. He still sucks. Blame Canada. What do you think Matt Canada was thinking? Watching watching this game on Sunday. Watching Kenny Pickett toss the ball around like he's vintage Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, God almighty. And we from a Pinto to a Ferrari. It's not even like Mike Sullivan's Bill Walsh. That's how bad Matt Canada was. Matt Canada. Fired. Also, still a slap. Also probably getting paid handsomely to not work. Which honestly is the American dream. Bucks and Colts. Biggest slap from this game? Kyle Trask. Baker Mayfield leaves the game. The report is, is that Baker's not going to come back. Then the Buccaneers watch Kyle Trask throw a couple passes down by the goal line and airmail Mike Evans. And we're like, Baker, get the towards all and get back in there, Baker. That's how bad. Kyle Trask is so bad that he could have started for Florida and they still wouldn't have beaten Florida State on Saturday. Kyle Trask, big time. Slap. Titans and the Panthers. There are Frank Reich and Bryce Young jokes to be made, but everyone else has already made them. So we'll move on to the Falcons and the Saints. The slap in this game like it is for the Cowboys and the Commanders is you. Like, you bet the Saints, honestly, like you got what you deserved. Sorry. Like, why would you bet on Derek Carr? Why would you bet on Dennis Allen or a small point spread game? You're the slap. And yeah, all the wide receivers got hurt. Also, do better. Be better than to bet on De Derek Allen, Derek Carr, and Dennis Allen. Giants and the Patriots. The slap here... Patriots fans. You would have thought when Bailey Zappi came into the game to start the second half that literally like Tom Brady was back. Oh my God. Well, now Zappi's in. No, we got it. And then they score a touch. Oh, the offense loves him. We've responded to the Zapp man. Now we're back. Bailey Zappi's here. Amazing. Really? Or he sucks. He's awful. So is Mac Jones. They're both terrible. I mean, Bailey Zappi, really? Like he's Tom Brady? Get the hell out of here. Lose to Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants. Patriots fans, grow up, you slaps. Also, thanks for listening to our show. Uh, Broncos and the Browns. P.J. Walker is so bad that when he came in, Kevin Stefanski, you could see the gears turning in his head. And you know what he was thinking? I can't wait to start Joe Flacco off the scrap heap next week against the Rams because P.J. Walker is so brutal. P.J. Walker, definite slap. Rams on the Cardinals. This from the Kenneth Walker variety. How about Cooper Cup? Man, off the injury report, he's going to be awesome. Tear up a bad Cardinal secondary, or he can pull up lame after his first catch of the game and turn into a glorified blocker. Hey, Cooper, maybe sit down for a week and get that ankle healthy. You're being selfish to your teammates, and most importantly, to me, someone who has you in fantasy football and bets you in props. Cooper, take a, take a week off, Cooper. Hanging with. What a jerk. Cooper Cup, big-time slap. Bills and the Eagles. The analytics community is the slap here. Ken Barkley did a great job detailing that yesterday. We can move on here. Take your EPA and shove it where the sun don't shine. The Bills might have won the game on the box score, but they play it on a football field. Fly, Eagles, fly. 
Bills in the analytics community, big time losers. Chiefs and the Raiders, Justin Watson, my favorite prop bet of the day. One catch, jawing with Raiders defenders, not enough time getting open. He got something by Rasheed Rice, a word that I won't say, and Rasheed Rice ended up getting the lion's share of the work. Justin Watson, big time slap. Ravens Chargers on Sunday night. The slap, me. Because I bet the Chargers. What an idiot. I mean, yes, like, you could make the case, oh, well, if they didn't turn the ball over four times, maybe they'd win. It's what they do. I can't call you a slap if you bet the Commanders. I can't call you a slap if you bet the Saints. If I can't wear the scarlet letter S myself for betting the woeful, pathetic L.A. Chargers on Sunday Night Football. And then to wrap it up with the Vikings and the Bears on Monday night, honestly, the slap? It's got to be Josh Dobbs. Everyone, including me, wanted to make him. He's the next Jeff George. He's the next Dante Culpepper. He's the next Randall Cunningham, the next great Minnesota Vikings quarterback. Well, he turned back into what he's always been, like an average quarterback who's got who's prone to just horrendous mistakes, which he made in spades yesterday. We want to call Josh Dobbs the pastronaut. You know what I say? Take off the P, add an extra S, because he's ass. The astronaut, Josh Dobbs. Big time slap for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh... I would go through the whole thing. The biggest slap is me, but I already called myself a slap a couple times. So there you have it. That's the debut of the new workshop version of He's a Slap. Felt pretty good. Uh, yeah. Once you get into it, once you once the motor really starts going, then that's then the one-liners are flying. We're snapping things. Oh, that's that's good. As, astronaut was in a few places last night. I was just I was just thinking that I think it's Dr. Dre, right? He's like I get so much ass. Call me an astronaut. He was never really like the the A plus lyricist that maybe some of the other rappers were. But I, you know, I actually you know. don't know what I actually don't know where like that yeah. what, line, what song that line is from. Yeah, it's uh maybe like can I I'm sure I could just oh, Google, Google it. Google right it. Now. So his could be my uh, Google search. So much ass they call me an astronaut. Hopefully my <laughs> wife doesn't see this. Uh, keep their heads ringing. Yeah, ring ding dong. Ring. <laughs> so much ass, call me an astronaut. It's like well. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> like, why would? Like, if you got if you got a lot of ass, like, is that is that what you would want people to call you? <laughs> like, it's like, oh, well, did you see that astronaut just walk by? It's like, oh, right? I mean, like, oh man, guy does really well. Yeah. All right. Goes you better space. you better hear with Nick and Ken. It is a Tuesday. Um, so we have put Week 12 in the National Football League to bed. We will continue our handicap of Week 13 as we move along. Great guests coming up over the course of the show as well. But for now, let's uh, let's celebrate basketball for a while here. Matt Moore will join us in about a half an hour to start off hour number two. And, uh, you know, we're a month into the season. Why don't we begin, Ken, talking about the NBA title market, and we'll bandy about some of the teams here. And I'll read the prices currently in the market at our show sponsor, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. And if you're out there listening to the show, watching the show, like, I would look at this as a great primer, where if you haven't spent a ton of time paying attention to the NBA this year, because, you know, you're into football, you're into college football, whatever, it's just going to be like a crash course for you. We're going to talk about a lot of these teams and have, like, I think pretty pretty intelligent, fun conversation uh, as regards the NBA and betting on the association. So, Ken, the NBA title market at our show sponsor BetMGM the king of sportsbooks the Boston Celtics the favorite at plus 375 followed by the reigning defending champion Denver Nuggets plus 425 Milwaukee up next plus 450 Phoenix at plus 650 Golden State's at 14 to 1 which I find to be interesting maybe this is just like name name value here also like the Clay Thompson saga I actually think is starting to get a little sad with like some of his exchanges with reporters it's like yeah, it, yeah it's done. not great yeah, he's yeah. done, and and he, I I get the sense that and it's he not gonna knows it. 
Yeah, he, it's not going to I end think great. he knows he's done, but like doesn't want to yeah. accept it. And it's happening in real time in front of the nation, which is brutal for him. Also, like yeah. I get that he's really rich and it's awesome, but I mean, I, he can't also he's be like the, he was like right the coolest now. guy. He was like the coolest yeah. guy in the NBA the last ten years. And you just watch this stuff, you're just like, oh god. This started yeah, last rough. year too. He got he got kicked out. Maybe they were playing the Suns, and he and Booker got into it last year. And he started doing like the point and all the rings thing and stuff. It's like, man, yeah. you were getting cooked every possession, and yeah. like you're doing the ring point. Like we're doing the ring point thing. Great. Like Bill Russell can go do the ring point thing. You know, it's just like a red hour back doing the ring point thing for decades afterwards. Like okay, like that means you're done. That's what that means. Uh, Golden State 14-1, to along with the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm sure we'll talk about Philly. Both L.A. teams, the Clips and the Lakers at 22. The Cleveland Cavaliers, along with the Dallas Mavericks and the Minnesota Timberwolves at 25. Wolves, by the way, your current one seed in the Western Conference. The Heat and the Knicks, or the Kings, excuse me, both at 40. And then my Knicks and the Oklahoma City Thunder, the second-place team right now in the West. At fifty to one, um, Orlando is twelve and five. It is one hundred and twenty-five to one. This is not me saying I think Orlando will win the title. Just that I think the price is interesting given how well Orlando has played to begin the year. So, Ken, any direction you want to take it here? We'll get to MVP and other stuff. Let's talk NBA title market here and what stands out to you. Uh, yeah, well, I, I think you know a couple questions. One would be just like, all right, uh, do you want to try to beat Denver? They were the best team last year. They have played a lot of games without Jamal Murray so far this year. Uh, my answer to that question is is still like a, a pretty resounding no, I think, based on what I've seen from other teams. And I still think Denver is the most likely team to win. Now, like if they didn't win, who would win is a really interesting question. I think you already look at, like I try to project out the records for the teams. And I think I do like an okay job of it. The market does the same thing with win totals. And in the East, you've got this really, really, really easy tier system, which we'll go over in the next segment. Like, you know who the good teams are. In the West, who's going to be the one? Who gets home court throughout the entire playoffs? Remember, it was Denver last year. That's one of the things that helped. Who's who's going to do that this year? And, and what's the order going to be? That's interesting, too. On the other side, we continue our celebration of basketball, talking the top teams in the Eastern Conference, the top teams in the Western Conference, trying to make sense of it all in the betting market. Nick and Ken on a Tuesday. You better, you bet. Lakers wasting no time trying to exploit it. MD from the left wing, his favorite spot outside the arc, and Joel hits. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The call courtesy of uh, Sixers Television as a... Uh... The Sixers beat the Lakers last night by about 5,000 points. The worst regular season loss of LeBron James' career. Uh, they lose by 44 last night. Uh, Philadelphia takes down the Lakers. Uh, we're celebrating basketball here today on You Better You Bet. Matt Moore will join us coming up in 20 minutes. We look forward to Matt Moore joining us on the show from the Action Network, talking all things NBA with us. Drew Densick will join us as well. The Big Cat, Dan Katz uh, from Barstool Sports, will join us in the Power Hour. Jason Sobel will also join us in the Power Hour, talking all things golf. But for now, we're a month into the NBA season and last segment we started our celebration of basketball Ken Barkley kind of uh laying down the groundwork right for our discussion of the NBA title market gave you the odds last segment courtesy of our show sponsor the king of sports books bet MGM and Ken you said going into the last break that there are tiers of teams in the east maybe not so much in the west uh what did you mean by that kind of a, a, explain what you're talking about as it, as it concerns the eastern and western conferences Sure. I mean, I think when you project the East uh, to the end of the season, I, I would be shocked if you didn't come away with like a really straightforward conclusion that the three best records will be Boston, Milwaukee and Philadelphia in some order. Um, and then like a really potentially large, I have it as 
like a seven win gap between them and a giant cluster of teams potentially in the four or five seats. Now that can change. There could be injuries, whatever. But like, again, this is just going to be our best guess. And it's a pretty straightforward guess. These are three really proven teams behind them. You have a like sort of a mix of like your Miami's and Cleveland's also kind of your surprise teams this year, Orlando, like can Indiana win enough? Like what's Atlanta going to be this year? Like they'll be in some order after that. But one of the things that that makes interesting for awards is like, I don't think there's a spot open at one, two, or three for a surprise team from a record standpoint. I think the three, I don't even like Milwaukee that much, I, but they're going to win more games almost certainly than the Magic are, even though the Magic are an awesome story and very surprising. Uh, just, again, like on average, even based on what we've seen so far, what's going to happen, it's going to be those three teams. And if you know anything about the NBA playoffs, you know that like being really good in the regular season and securing home both of those things being really good in the regular season therefore securing home court these are very predictive things of just like who's going to be good and who's going to go really far in the playoffs and who's going to win the title and there are other ways we can we can figure that answer out answer that question too of who's going to go really far in the playoffs but that's just a really really good place to start and in the east it's those three teams and then it's the grand canyon for me and then it's everybody else it doesn't mean miami can't make the finals again or something crazy can't happen but like things feel very stable in that conference at the top they're incredibly unstable in the middle and at the bottom but at the top well at the bottom it's pretty stable it's detroit's the worst team of all time that's pretty stable at the bottom shout out to me for betting them and you for having washington last night in a game that was non-competitive between the two worst teams in the league one of them was so much worse than the other one at the top boston milwaukee philly in some order i i bet philly like a bunch of different ways at the start of the year which we went over one seed and division at big prices and those are aging pretty well i think they got a puncher's chance of maybe finishing ahead of boston even if that's not the most likely situation. I, I did enjoy last night. Even, and look, like I bet the Wizards, you bet the Pistons. I think we both enjoyed like the like like the the viral Jordan Poole moment of the night where Ridiculous. Faked, like, faked yeah. a defender out, has a wide like a, like a six foot jumper, and then says at the last second, actually, you know what? Let me try and lay this ball in. And obviously got rejected yeah. into like the fourth of row. Course. He is just like legendary. Um Maybe not in a good way. I guess he's really famous. Uh, Celtics plus three seventy five. The Bucks plus four fifty. Philadelphia plus fourteen hundred fourteen to one as the three teams in uh, Ken Barkley's first year. And I got anyone that's gonna like intelligently analyze the NBA will come to that conclusion. Obviously, at the conclusion, the three best teams of the East, the three teams that Ken just referenced. All right, that's the Eastern Conference. Ken, it's a little bit more wide open in the West, right? Where I think everyone kind of thinks Denver's the best team, but right now the one seed in the West, if the season ended today. The Minnesota Timberwolves and the two seed, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Doesn't mean that's what it's what it's going to be when the season ends. But that little that is a little interesting, Ken. What about the top of the Western Conference right now and how you view that? Yeah, really interesting, right? Because I, I think going into the year, it was like Denver, Phoenix, draw line, everybody else from a projection standpoint. You come up with win totals for the teams. Phoenix got off to a pretty rough start. Beal still basically hasn't played or he played sparingly. Going to come back at some point. Booker just came back and uh, and they started playing much better. They won seven games in a row. But that that left like a little wiggle room in the first three weeks for other teams to potentially seize. And Jamal Murray gets hurt for Denver, obviously, too. That kind of leaves some some room open. And so like to me, like there have been a lot of surprise teams so far, right? Uh, Orlando is absolutely absolutely like going to be number one on that list for people as like a surprise, like a team you didn't think was going to be that good. That's ended up being pretty good. Like Indiana, I guess like, is that, although they lose a lot for a team that's really surprising, but they're like even more fun than we thought, I guess would be the right way to put it in the Western conference. I think you have like five or six teams that you could even say Dallas got off to a crazy start. Uh, Houston got up to a crazy start because they played a lot of games at home. And then you get to these two. And to me, it's like the difference between, can you be good for 20 games 
or can you be good for the entire season? And usually the way to answer that question is like, what is the age and makeup of the best players on your team? Like, are they ready to be really good over an 82 game regular season? The reason I don't buy Orlando yet and when I say I don't buy them, like, I think they'll make the playoffs and I think they could, you know, be a top six seed in the Eastern Conference. But like, are they going to be the two or like, are they going to be, you know, like rating as highly as they are right now? They're the, basically the best defensive team in the league. They have currently by far the best defensive player in the league from a rating standpoint, Jalen Suggs. Like, is that 82 games of that? Really? That's what we're supposed to expect. The reason why I don't buy them and I buy these two is they're the core makeup of the team. Like SGA is, and we'll do MVP later. Uh, by all accounts, is basically the third best player in basketball right now. And I don't even know if it's close. I don't even know what the argument is, honestly. Like, I kind of think he's the third best player in basketball right now. And he's playing with the rookie of the year. And together, they're awesome. But the makeup of their team is like SGA and like Giddy's played for a few years. And we don't really have to talk about him. And some of the other players, like they had the seasoning last year. But really, it's like your best player, where are they in their career? SGA is at the stage of his career where like it's time to go do stuff. Like it's time to win. Like it's time to win MVPs. It's time to win titles. Like we're getting there. I think this is year six for him. Like he's in that zone where like this makes sense. The Timberwolves, like Gobert and Edwards. Like it's kind of, it's a little early for Edwards. Towns, I guess you could throw in that mix too because they're such like an interesting ensemble cast. Time to win. Time to go do stuff. Like this collection of players together. Like no rookies, no second years. Like it's not, this isn't just like a flash in a pan kind of a thing. And that's why when I look at Orlando and I want to believe like that Jamal Mosley is going to win coach of the year or like, you know, I mean, Suggs won't win defensive player of the year, but he can make first team all defense. Um, you know, I, I want to believe Bank Harrow can play like this for 82 games and Franz Wagner and Mo Wagner, who's like leading the league in true shooting that like all this can stay, stay is where that it like is. EPA? It's like a little, it's a little easier to unpack. It's like, a, it makes a little bit more. Like basically just, here's a really simple, are you good at shooting? Here's a good way to analyze that. It's a good number to use. Um, it just, the reason it seems unsustainable is like their core to me is like too young and we just never see this. Like Bancaro's his second year. Like Franz Wagner's in his third year. They got Suggs. I just like this, they're, to me, like they strike me as a team that's really interesting and they're giving us like a preview of like maybe how consistently good they'll be going forward. It's just hard to do that right now. So, you know, like they're, they're kind of an, you know, all right, they're, they're interesting, but like, I'm going to pass still on anything with them doing stuff. Uh, even the division, like Miami's more interesting. I think Miami will make a trade. Uh, and then in the West, I do buy OKC as like, I think they could potentially get the one. I definitely buy Minnesota as this is a team that could actually get, like, these are teams that are at, like, I, I don't want to say Orlando's not interesting. Like these two West teams, actually interesting. Not to win the title, but like to win divisions and to continue to go over win total projections in the market. Uh, Minnesota has the chance to produce both the defensive player of the year, Gobert, and the coach of the year in Chris Finch. OKC has the potential to produce the most valuable player, SGA, the rookie of the year, Chet Holmgren, who has to be ahead right now, and the coach of the year, Mark Dagnalt, who's like, all right, like, that, like these are awards that like I I can see these happening. Like these are teams that I feel like has, because their cores are ready. They're kind of ready to do this. And kind of like how the Kings were ready last year. They came out of nowhere. Guess what? Sabonis and Fox were in the absolute prime of their careers. They've both been in the league a number of years. Like they were, they had never been in the right spots and Mike Brown had never been their coach, but that all clicking, like that wasn't, 
like rookies doing that. Like the Kings last year were very much not a young team in terms of what they were doing. Uh, it was just the right mix of players and coaches. So I, I like OKC and Minnesota long term. I like almost all of their players and coaches and awards markets still. Uh, I think they're going to be around for a while. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken on a terrific Tuesday celebrating basketball. Matt Moore will join us to start next hour. We'll be on stadium. Um, I, I would just like to petition. I think that the Oklahoma City Thunder head coach, his last name should be pronounced Danio. Because I think it's cooler. Or like Danio. Mark Danio. Yeah. Or, da- or Danio. I get either, the second syllable wrong all the time. It's like, it's like, like, is it Dagnault or like Nolt? Or like, how, I never know how to do the no. second one. It should be like French, like Mark Danio. Yeah. Like N A like the A L U L T A L A U L T instead of being alt should be O like Mark Daniel I think is how you, we should pronounce his name like he's French Canadian that's, that's a tough one what do they call him like Dags I think they call him but that did, sometimes well, didn't yeah. it didn't you know I'm being didn't like the Minnesota Wild just hire like Mark Daniel to coach the team after they they fired the uh, oh maybe I know they fired the F- coach Everson. you actually no, told me hired, that during the show yesterday they yeah. hired uh, ketchup they hired Hines uh, to replace him or whatever <laughs> John Hines um. So just on the subject of Oklahoma City and Minnesota, and we'll do more on this coming up next hour on the show. We'll do MVP as well. Can can either of these teams actually win the title? Like, you got to go through Denver or Phoenix in the postseason, obviously, plus the L.A. Right. teams. Like, I know, like, we don't think the Clippers can win a championship, and the Lakers, like, are, are scuffling big time right now. LeBron saying after last night's loss, like, we, we need big changes here. So can these two teams actually get over the hump in your estimation, Ken? And, like, we'll do more on the Titans of the Western Conference coming up next hour. Yeah, so I think this is when we transition to, like, I think Oklahoma City and I want to be very clear with what I'm saying. I think Oklahoma City and Minnesota have a chance to be, like, one seed good in the regular season, whereas, like, I don't think Houston has any chance to be, I don't think Houston has a chance to be, like, a top six seed, honestly. I don't think Orlando has a chance to be a top three seed in the East. Maybe they can be four, because anybody can be four. This is a regular season conversation. If we're talking about who's going to win the title, like, to me, that conversation then starts, and we'll continue it in the next segment, and it'll relate to most valuable player. Like, do you have a title star, which is, like, a concept that we've gone over a ton on this show, something I came up with, and you rebranded, and now it's kind of catchy, and we like it. And it's basically just, like, who is your best player? And how does that best player compare historically to the best player on every team, basically, that's ever won the NBA championship? And which of these teams actually have a guy like that? And the only of all the surprise teams, the only team that even remotely has a player that fits is SGA and the Thunder. And I'm not saying I think the Thunder can't like will win the title, will even make a deep run in the playoffs. Like there's a lot of hurdles that have to be cleared. But in just in terms of passing that initial like laugh test, honestly, like do you even have a guy that remotely fits? They do. They have a guy. Now, he's a little young. Like, in a couple years, I think he could win a title. It's probably too early, but, like, they've got the closest thing resembling a title star of any of the surprise teams. SGA 12 to 1 to be NBA MVP. Anthony Edwards 25 to 1 right now at our show sponsor, Ben MGM, the king of sports books. Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. In hour number two, we'll talk more about the NBA, and we'll start it on the other side. Matt Moore from the Action Network joins Nick and Ken. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 